Anyway, this morning, uh, do you hear what I hear? I'm going to talk about all kinds of things. um, And yes, of course, I'm going to talk about hearing. Um, More precisely, what we hear. The Bible, as we know, is made up of words. These words were written down by men. They were inspired by God to write them. And thank God they did. And thank God that it was preserved. Can you imagine that? All these years to where we have it today. It's pretty amazing if you think about it. Um, In the beginning, there were a series of, and God said, and God said. The words he speaks demonstrates his power. It's not as though you and I could speak those same words and get the same result. It's that he is so powerful that he speaks and there's obedience. Obedience to what he says. You think about that. Um, He literally speaks all there is into existence. And it was so. Of course, John in the New Testament reveals that this word is personified in the person of Jesus Christ. And we see that even the wind and the waves obey him. Pretty awesome. It's interesting that all creation obeys the words of God. But man and some heavenly beings choose not to. Think about that. At least for a given amount of time, right? Every knee will bow. God's words go forth. Hearing brings those words into us. And we respond to what we have heard with obedience or disobedience. To complicate things... There are other voices, are there not? Especially today, there's a lot of voices. All kinds of voices. There's there's all these other voices out there to hear. Has God said? Remember that voice? Or do you hear that voice? Does he speak to you? As God really said. So we combine. A lot of times we combine all of our senses. What sense do you rely on most? Is it hearing? I think most of us agree we. I tend to. I tend to. uh, Focus more on seeing. And I think, you know, all through the Bible, you see that. Show us something, God. Did they not? As if, as if it would really help me. Would I really believe more if I saw? So let me demonstrate with these words, uh, how, how, you know, and this is kind of a, a phrase. Uh, do you see what I'm saying? Okay. So this method is used by the serpent to deceive Eve. He got her to focus on seeing what he was what he was saying rather than obeying what she heard from God. John calls this the desire of the eyes. I don't want you to get the impression from the title that I always hear correctly cuz I I'll submit to you that Generally, I don't. I Usually, I don't hear correctly. Um, if we're truly honest, most of the time we don't hear what we should. In fact, we have a history that goes all the way back, doesn't it, to hear anything except what God says. Willingly. So there's only one man that we know who truly heard the God-man, Jesus Christ. 
so these words, um, you think about it. Uh, think of a world without words. I mean, we had sign up here. Um, but today, especially our our whole communication, I mean, it's all words, right? Words are powerful, uh, even though, even if we say them, we have the power with our words to bless. And we have the power to curse. You know, you, you really don't, sometimes we take it for granted, but the things we say can pierce, can they not? Deep, deep down in the soul and, and really scar somebody. And you can't, you know, you can't, you can't take it back. Um, and, and, you know, of course you can, you can go and say, hey man, I, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry I messed up. And, and we should do that. Um, but the power of those words, uh, you remember the Tower of Babel? You know, they're trying to build their own way to God. And just the simple thing of confusing their language solved that little problem. Can you think about that? Um, that's pretty pretty amazing. Um, so what we can do with words... Uh, we don't need to underestimate, especially, especially the words of God. You know, those words go out. The words went out, and they're still going out today. They're coming out right now. They're about to. Um, so I, I think it's really amazing, you know, something to really think about and, and uh, really ponder. So, let's, you know, we're going to look at... at um, <clears throat> Anybody like weather, like thunderstorms? I, I love it. Um, you know, I see, I, I remember uh, when I was an electrician driving, man, I'd see those thunder clouds in the, in the distance and just want to be there, you know. Uh, however, um, I remember there was a couple of years ago, my wife and I were coming back from San Angelo. You remember, Deb? Well, anyway, let me give you more more detail. So we're coming back from San Angelo, and it's in the evening. We come through Big Spring, and uh, it's it's looking kind of iffy, you know? No biggie. I love storms. So we come through Big Spring, and... Does anybody love going on that road to Big Spring? It's it's not what it's not what it used to be, is it? It is crazy. So we're coming, we're, we're going out of Big Spring, just a couple of miles, and man, it starts getting pretty hairy. It's it's it, I mean, it's been kind of raining, but it starts it starts really raining, and um, so we're driving and. And it, uh, we see this, it's like fire in the sky. What's that, you know? We're cruising along and, and it starts getting increasing. And it's dark out there, you know? There's no, it's not like there's street lights out there. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, you know, it's, you know, you start adding the wind to it. And, and it's, it's coming sideways now. And, the complicated, uh, the road starts disappearing, you know, and uh, what do you do, you know, do you stop, turn around, you know, it's, it's kind of starting to hail, and and uh, it's, you can feel it, you know, doing this, and then all of a sudden there's no road, it's just water, it's a river. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I wish I had a boat. <laughs> and uh, it, it went for a few miles like that, and it, it was not, I was, I was undone. I mean, 
I was out of control. I was at the sake and the mercy of God. I mean, you know. Anyway, we made. We're, I'm still here, so we made it. And uh, we didn't. We didn't get to see if our car could fly or anything like that. But uh, and it did. It seemed like it was maybe about to start floating, but we. We it was good. So anyway, we know the awesomeness of a storm. And today we're going to look at a storm. Maybe not the storm you might think of. Maybe not. I never even really realized this. Um, it's what they call a theophonic storm. It's, it's a. It's an appearance of God. It's when He, He comes and, and. Um, so let's let's kind of well let me see here. You know. I, I don't know if you've really, I know we've all read the scriptures of of when God comes. But, you know, can you imagine? Um, imagine God, you know, coming like like what we're going to look at. Think, think about this. Um, you know, I don't know that much about planes. There's some really big planes, right? Airplanes. And y'all could probably spout off, you know, which one would be biggest or whatever. The, the, the shuttle, it's pretty big, right? The space shuttle. Imagine landing that in this sanctuary. It'd be crazy, wouldn't it? That's kind of, that's really the picture you, you should get. I'm not saying God's a plane. But he can land if whenever he comes, there's a big landing. You know what I mean? If he were to come in his majesty, you know, he says, "Heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool." What kind of house are you going to build for me? You know. And you think about all the temples and the tabernacles, and how are we going to fit you in here, God? You know. And, and, and you know God has he has a he he's amazing. He has a way of toning it all down to where we can handle it. Because if he were to come in all of his glory, earth and sky flees from his presence, right? Um, anyway, so that's the kind of picture. Uh, you know, you've got that picture in your mind, right? So let's go to. We're going to look at the Exodus. Uh, here, Exodus three twelve. Did it not switch? It's one of those days, Mike. You're going to, have to just kind of keep up with me. I was afraid of that, so I printed everything out. Um, Exodus three twelve. Here, God's talking to Moses. You know, he's in the, the burning bush, and. Uh, so he says, uh, I will certainly be with you, and this will be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. So the Lord is speaking to Moses from the burning bush in this passage, and we, we, we know that Moses was commissioned to lead the people out of Egypt. Um, the sign, we notice, will be for Moses, for Moses will be that they will serve God on this mountain. Now he's 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 at that mountain. You know, remember God said, you know, uh, take off your sandals; the place you're standing is holy. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of we're gonna fast forward. Uh, you know, they're gonna come out of Egypt. You know, come through the Red Sea. The Egyptians are gone. Um, so here we go to uh, Exodus 19. Three through eight, did it switch that time? Okay, so so verse three. So Moses went up to the God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, "Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the sons of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice." And keep my covenant, then you shall be my 
own possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words which the Lord had commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. Okay, so in verse 4, let me see if I can pull that back up for you. In verse 4, I want you to think about it. Um, who did all this that he's talking about? Who, who, who caused it to happen? It was God. He, he made it all happen. I brought you out. And, uh, you know, he reminds them that uh, you've seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. God did all that. All they had to do was show up. And then the people... We know they praise God after that. They're singing songs and they're happy, right? It's it's celebration time. Well, we know a couple of days later, it kind of changes, doesn't it? Now, and I want you to pay, I want you to think about this. Um, what if God said to us, you know, we're church. We're not nearly as big as, as their group. But let's say God says, I want you to come out. Y'all know where Salt Flat is? Uh, Guadalupe Mountains uh, between Car- uh, uh, Carlsbad and El Paso. There's, it's, it's out there, right? It's kind of in the boonies. There's nothing out there. What, what if he says, I want y'all to come out and worship me on that mountain? And I want you to just, just, you know, take what you can and just leave it. Leave everything you know. They'd been there 400 years. They were rooted there. Would you do it? What would you take? And uh, how much water could you haul or... How much food could you take with you? Okay, so so kind of picture yourself in their shoes. In a, in a few in a little bit, I'm going to need some volunteers. Anybody? Okay. Anybody else? Okay. All right. Cool. I'll, I'll call on you. So y'all y'all really need to pay attention. Okay. All right, so anyway, we're back back to the Israelites. Um, so a couple of days later, they're out there, and what happens? They start to grumble, right? Um, they didn't know really. You know, God's leading them out there to test them. Anybody like tests? No, nobody. Okay. Too bad. I mean, that's that's anybody in a test? Yeah, we're always in a test, right? So anyway, God graciously, as we know, He graciously feeds them, and gives them water, miraculous ways. For forty years, that's a long time. I'm I'm almost fifty. I can't believe forty years. That is a long time. Anyway, um, so he told them to listen to his voice and do what he says. Anybody, everybody have ears? Can you hear me? It's not that hard, right? Um, so the test was on. 
How, how do you think it's going to go? How, you know, how, how would you do? You know, it's real easy to look back and to read that and think, man, what was wrong with them? Have you, have you ever been in the same uh, uh, situation that they've been in? You know, have you ever really needed to listen to God and you like? And, and, and you know what? We can we can pick it out on everybody else, really easy. Man, if he would just listen to God, it'd be you know. But it's really hard to see when we don't listen to God. It's really hard when we're in that you know. Um. So maybe, maybe they'll be successful. We'll see. So he's he's going to supply them with what they needed for the day. You remember this manna. Uh. But the okay, listen to my voice and do what I say. What does he say? Collect enough for the day, right? And he he who gathered much didn't have too much, and he who gathered little didn't have too little. They had just enough, right? But the only thing is, you can't keep it till the next day. Just gather what you're going to have for that day. So they wake up the next morning, and what happened? Some of them didn't really. They were, they were they not paying attention. You know what what's going on there? Um, so it's just simple things, but they they didn't really listen, and it bred worms, and it had and it started it was foul. Can you imagine that odor? It, I don't know how many people were out there exactly, but it was I don't know half a million million. I don't know. There's a bunch of people. How many? Okay, half a million, half a million, that's a lot of people. And say 20% don't do it right. Anyway, you can imagine the the odor. So, okay, maybe they'll be more careful and listen for the the rest of it, right? Uh, So, for six days they're together like this and not keeping leftover. But on the sixth day, you remember... They were supposed to gather enough for that day and for the Sabbath because, he says, on the Sabbath, there's not going to be out there any out there. It's not going to be there. Okay, we got this. So there were some who listened, and they noticed that the next morning what they had, it it wasn't foul. It kept. Wow, how did that happen, you know? But then you look outside your tent, and there's some out there looking around. You're like, didn't you get the memo? You know? Did you not get that text? What, what, you, what? Anyway, so they're out there looking. And uh, so what goes on? What goes on in that? You know, um, sounds like to me. Like you're a bunch of kids. Is it? You know, hey, I, I love you, youth. All you younger ones, y'all are always really obedient. I'm not talking about y'all. Um, but have you ever have you ever said something to your your kids? The words come out of your mouth. They can hear better than you can. But. What happened? You did not hear the words coming out of my mouth. That's in a movie, right? Um, anyway, so they're not. It, something's not 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 making a connection there. Um, maybe it's the Wi-Fi. You know, something's just not quite right. Yeah, they don't have enough bars. But anyway, on their phone, the. But we know this pattern's repeated over and over, right? Um, so can you, can you imagine that? Uh, how frustrating could that be? Um, especially to such a good God. Um, you know, it's it's easy sometimes to think that 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 God's just mean. He's just it's just about a bunch of commands. But we know we know that God. It's more like a family. He wants to be a father. And what he, you know, a father instructs you 
And a father knows what's best for you. And he just wants you to listen, you know, and and to 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 put that into action. And, it's, and I know it's a lot easier said than done. Um, so I want you to think about this. He's only given them a few instructions so far, just a few. And they've just, you know, a, a lot of them have just messed up, okay? And and the the, the thing that the, seems to be really consistent with them is they grumble. Um, <clears throat> do you grumble? I grumble. Yeah, this this has really shown me a lot of things about me. You know, I I, I struggle with I struggled with hearing God properly, and what I've no, what I noticed was I had a lot of voices coming. At me, I had to. I, I, I finally realized I, I need to cut these some of these voices off where I can hear God properly, you know. And it, it's it's really helped, you know. I, I think me. Um, anyway, I, um, it, it should be a no brainer, right? But still, you know, I had to learn it. So side uh, side note: remember that Adam in the garden he heard. The words of the Lord, right? The Lord gave him one command that we know of that's written to not eat from. He can do. He can, he can eat. You can eat anything, but not from this one tree. One command was his result any different? No. He did the same thing. He did he didn't he didn't really hear. So he he what he did was um you know the the he he let he let another voice come in. That one that says has God said? You know, that's another thing we need to we need to really not it's sometimes it's really hard not to just focus on that voice, but it's to our benefit to not do so, right? So anyway, we 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 all know that. But strange how things don't change. You know, so far these commands, it's it, they're, they're very similar. It, it pertains to what they eat and how they do it. Okay, so a couple of chapters later. They end up here in our passage at Sinai. Um, it's verse five up there. Okay, so notice notice verse five. You, you see, I've got some words highlighted. Highlighted. God repeats Himself here. Um, he, he's been saying this uh, prior in Exodus. Um, if you'll obey my voice and keep my covenant. Okay, so that word, the Hebrew word for obey is shema. Okay, so it, it's translated variously as listen, hear, obey, or pay attention. It, you can, you can, it just depends on the, the, which translation you're reading. A lot of them will say right here, hear, instead of obey. Um, so have you ever been speaking to someone like I was talking about and they have ears and they're hearing the words coming out of your mouth, but it's obvious the connection. It's not it's not like going all the way, even though sometimes it looks like they are looking at you and like paying attention. Um, when one hears properly. The words are heard. The mind is engaged, and it goes deep into your soul, and then eventually you put you put feet under it, right? That that that's the proper connection. Um, so that word "keep" it's the Hebrew Hebrew word "shamar," shema for obey or hear. Shamar, kind of a wordplay. 
Now that, that word there, it's, it's variously translated as watch, guard, keep. Uh, the underlying root, root meaning to it is pay careful attention to. One of Adam's first responsibilities was to shamar the garden. Did he do a good job of that? He was to guard it, to keep it, to pay careful attention to it. And a little distraction comes in, right? So is that a pattern we should really be aware of? Should we? So what have we been given? Word of God. Words. What should we do with those words? Keep them. Pay careful attention to them. Guard them. So they're to pay careful attention to the covenant, his covenant. He's about to make a covenant with them. We know that um, before God, God had made covenants with Ab- he made covenant with Abraham. He told Abraham, you know, he was going to give him a land, and he was going to make his descendants as many as the stars of the sky and the sand of the seashore. Um, all of those things were totally out of Abraham's control. It's there's really not. Is in this covenant, there's the, the the agreement is okay. He just has to be there. He just has to show up. God's going to do it all. How can how can you have children when you can't have children? When you're old, when you're good as dead, only God can do it. So God, that's His desires. To, is to is to make a covenant with us to get to provide what we need, and that, that, that's what God's doing here. He's wanting to, he's wanting them to be His family. Just listen to my voice, okay. So anyway, so far they've had some bumps in the road, um, and they're paying attention and listening to the Lord. But hey, you know. They've made it to the mountain, okay? What were they supposed to do? There's the point. The thing was, they're coming out here to serve God on this mountain. They're gonna, they're gonna meet, they're gonna meet God. What, what if, what if, what if we knew in a few days we're gonna meet God like that? What, what, you know? Would you be pumped up about it? Um, would all your senses be together? Would you say, ah, you know, i, I got to work tomorrow and probably the next few days. We'll see if it really happens. So anyway, they're coming out to serve God on this mountain. That's priestly language. Okay. A lot of these words here are priestly words. Serve. Keep here, okay. Especially, sir, especially the the <clears throat> the serve and guard. Those are, those are words you you'll see uh, involving the priests uh, and what they're to do. Remember uh, that it said. Let me see here. That there would be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Is it on there? Okay. Anyway, um, and we, we we that's been those words have been pulled into the New Testament, right? God's desire has never changed. He wants he wants a people to be a kingdom of priests. Um, kingdom of priests. What, what does that mean? So let's look, let's go a little farther here. Um, let me see how to do this. You, you guys remember who was volunteering? Anyway, let's read this. <clears throat> Exodus 19.9 9 says, uh, 
Then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to come to you in a dense cloud in order that the people may hear when I speak with you and so trust you ever after. Oops. And when Moses had told the words of the people to the Lord, the Lord said to Moses, go down to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and prepare for the Sorry, and prepare for the third day, because on the third day, the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Verse verse 12 says, you shall set limits for the people all around, saying, be careful not to go up the mountain or to touch the edge of it. Anyone who touches the mountain shall be put to... Sorry, did it change? It's it keeps stopping on me. So, anyone who touches the mountain shall shall be put to death. Verse thirteen: No hand shall touch them, but they shall be stoned or shot with arrows. Whether animal or human being, they shall not live. And when the trumpet sounds a long blast, they may go up on the mountain. Okay, so the Lord is coming in a dense cloud. So that the people can hear him speak but not see him. To protect them. No man can see the Lord we know and live. So he's going he's to do that if you protect them. And the byproduct of this is that in, in hearing the Lord speak to Moses, they will, be able to, they will trust uh, Moses and believe. They will believe him forever. So Moses is being set up here as a mediator um, between the Lord and man. And he's a type of Christ here. Uh, remember in the New Testament, Jesus says um, that he only speaks what he hears the Father speak. He, Jesus was the ultimate mediator. Um, so let's demonstrate this. Uh, so, uh, some of you... Volunteers, can y'all come up? However many y'all want to come up. <clears throat> now, now wait a minute. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. You, you gotta come back down, man. I'm on the mountain. <clears throat> so. Did that go? Can you switch it to verse 14, the next one, please? Okay. Are y'all ready? All right, who's Moses? Is this going to be like a race or something? Because I didn't, I'm wearing boots. Uh, I don't think so. He's got the sweet beard. He's got the sweet You're Moses? Okay. Okay, Moses. Okay. Okay, what are you supposed to do, Moses? I'm supposed to go up on the mountain. Okay, but what... I'm supposed to consecrate the people, let them wash their clothes, and then prepare for Okay, so, come on. Wash your clothes. Come on. Come on. Oh, wait. Make sure you put deodorant on. Okay, we're consecrated. Uh, don't go near a woman. Um, wait, 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 Daniel. Just kidding. We're not talking about, we're not talking about just being in proximity. It's, it's a husband and wife thing, okay? Y'all, y'all get the picture. Um, okay. So y'all, y'all, cl- y'all, y'all ready? We're good. We're consecrated. Okay, for how many days are y'all do, doing this? This is, this is the third day. Oh, it's about to be the third day? No, this is the third day. We're waking up, sun shining. Okay. Okay, so the third day, if you can go to that screen, or maybe it's there. So on the third day, there was thunder and lightning as well as a thick cloud on the mountain and the blast of a trumpet so loud that all the people were, who were in the camp trembled. Okay. Okay, it's one, it's one of those storms, okay? You, you know, the, the, the peals of thunder. It's just... Okay, are you scared? Okay, what day is it? Okay. So the, there's all those things, and the blast of the trumpet so loud 
So verse 17 says, And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. But we're supposed to have limits, right? Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended upon it in fire. Verse 18 says, and the, and the smoke went up like the smoke of a kiln while the whole mountain shook violently. Verse 19 says, and the, as the blast of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses would speak and God would answer him in thunder. And when the Lord descended upon Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain, the Lord summoned Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. Hey, he's not dying. Yeah. I like not dying. Not dying <laughs> okay. Y'all did awesome. I think. Did they? I don't think he trembled enough, though. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. What? What are y'all doing here? Why? I know, what did y'all come for? Okay. And what were y'all supposed to do? Okay, so first thing, y'all consecrated, right? For two days, and then on the third day, there was what? There was a trumpet blast, right? What were y'all supposed to do? You're supposed to what? Yeah. Why, why didn't y'all come up the mountain? You know what? I I would have done the same thing. I was just trying to show you. Now I want to. Y'all can go sit down. Thank you very much. Give my hand. <clears throat> okay. So I don't know if that's what. Uh, the next, can you put the next one up, please? Uh, so Exodus nineteen thirteen. That one I was. It says no hand will touch. You, you know, he's talking about those. If, if somebody on the first two days, if they were to come up and touch the mountain, uh, you know, they were to be stoned or shot or whatever, and nobody's supposed to touch them. Don't go near them. Just do it like that, even if it's an animal. Um. But he says right here, when the ram's horn sounds a long blast, they may go up on the mountain. Now, you will see this on translated several ways, depending on which uh, English translation you read. Because, okay, it it literally says... Allah Bahar. Okay, Ba means into, upon. Allah, which is, it says they may go up, go up. Allah means ascend. Okay, they may ascend into the mountain. Now, Now think about the, the the ramifications of these instructions. What would you have done? Would you have done the same thing? Because you, you know you're down here. It, it, you know it's the first two days. You, you, you know they all did the, that right thing. But there's limits set, and you can't go you can't go up on it those first two days. Then the third day comes and there's this, you know, there's all this storm. And man, I'm shaking. You know, I mean, it's like when I was coming back from Big Spring. I'm like, I don't know about this, you know. And then, you you know, you're supposed to go meet the Lord. But you get there and you're like, wait, now what did he say? Moses, check, check. I didn't. You didn't write it down yet? No, they didn't have the they didn't have it written down. And Moses is like, Well, you know, I don't know. Do you want to take a chance? Somebody? Anybody want to volunteer? Right? Can you, you so you can see so 
to me on on this in the ter- in, in the English interpretation of this, we do the same thing. Are you going to put a Bible out there that says on the mountain when they didn't even go up? You know, because uh, it kind of makes me nervous. You know, can I say that? What well, says it in the in the Hebrew? Well, maybe I can kind of you know, and and I don't blame them. You know, would you you know when you're you're translating the Word of God, um, and I'm kind of nervous to even teach it like this. You know what I mean? Um, y'all hearing this? Okay, let's go a little farther here. Um, see if I can switch. Can you switch it to the next one, please? Uh, Exodus 20, <clears throat> verse 18. And all the people perceived the thunder and the lightning flashes and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, They trembled and stood at a distance. 19. Then then they said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen. But let not God speak to us or we will die. 20. So Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, for God has come in order to test you, in order that the fear of him may remain with you, so that you may not sin. 21. So the people stood at a distance while Moses approached the thick cloud where God was. If we can go back to the 18, if you. You you see, I have there highlighted thunder. That's the word, in the Hebrew is the word coal. And that can be. Translated, you see these words, they have, they have various meanings. It can be translated thunder, but it can also be translated voice. Okay? Or sound. Um, voice, sound, thunder. I'd like to go to if if you can go a few screens ahead to John yes John 12 27 through 29 here you remember uh, this is you know obviously it's talking about Jesus here he says uh, and my soul is troubled and what shall I say father save me from this hour but for this very purpose I came to this hour father glorify your name and then a voice came from heaven saying I have both glorified it and glorified again, will glorified again. And, and therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. And others said an angel had spoken to him. Was it the same voice? It was the same voice. But it was heard in different ways. Why? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look at that, okay? It's when God speaks, some will hear his voice, but others will hear thunder. Next, the next one, next screen says it's Genesis three eight. <clears throat> we remember this, Adam. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Okay. They heard the sound. The coal. Now, did they hear the sound? Did they hear the voice? Did they hear thunder? 
can literally translate this word like this. They heard the thunder or the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden from the spirit of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. It's a little different. That that breeze, the evening breeze, it's the word ruach. It's that word can mean wind, breeze. It's also spirit. Okay? Based on the way that they're hiding, they're a little scared, aren't they? Kind of like they were out there on the mountain. We know why they're scared. They 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 messed up, right? They've done what he said. But notice that their position has changed. They've changed from hearing just the voice of God to hearing a sound. And when they do that, they want to hide. The next, the next screen is Exodus 20, back to Exodus 20, okay? This is kind of a commentary on what happened. We, we read it a minute ago, but 19 says, Then they said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we'll listen, but let not God speak to us or we will die. Don't let God speak to us. You speak to us, Moses, and we'll listen to you. I'm not sure they will. But they're just, they're, they're, they're like trying to save themselves, right? Verse 21, it's a couple of screens over. Notice the people stood at a distance. They stood far off. Kind of like Adam. Why? Because they were afraid. I guess I got five minutes. Okay. However, Moses approaches God in the thick cloud, doesn't he? Why wasn't he so afraid that he stayed far off? So, let's look at fear a little closely, a little more closely. Go back one screen to verse 20. Moses says to the people, do not be afraid, for God has come in order to test you. And in order that the fear of him may remain with you so that you may not sin. A lot easier said than done, right? Do not be afraid. But God is testing them. <clears throat> so we're going to look at these, 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 this word fear here. The afraid and fear. Yeah, that fear screen. Really interesting, I found this. Um, the aspects of fear encompassed by yare, and that's the word that's in those verses for fear, include terror, respect, and worship. Terror and worship, in some sense, are polar opposites, right? The former, terror, is characteristic of complete anxiety, while the latter suggests trust. You see the difference? The aspect of respect, however, 
can be either a weakened sense of fear of or worship. A weakened sense of this removes you back to respect. Therefore, the concept of terror can be weakened to express respect. Which can once again be intensified to express worship. Only by context can the particular sense of each occurrence be determined. That's that New International Dictionary of Old Testament Theology and Exegesis. I thought they did a really, really good job of showing that. And he goes on. I'm not, I don't have a screen for this, but um, he says an intriguing example of how. Sorry, that keeps glitching. An intriguing example of how Yahweh, fear, can express both terror and worship is found in the opening narrative of the book of Jonah. Y'all know Jonah, right? Jonah attempting to flee from from God, the Lord, he sets sail for Tarshish and is caught in the midst of a terrible storm. And all the sailors were afraid, Yahweh. And after casting lots, identifying uh, Jonah as the reason for the storm, Jonah identifies himself as one who, Yahweh, worships the Lord. Determining that their precarious situation was a result of Jonah's rebellion and, and, and the Lord's wrath, the men of the boat once again, Yahweh, with great Yahweh. They feared with great fear. Okay, so there's a storm, right? They're on this boat. The people of the boat are afraid for their life. Jonah, where is he at? I don't know if y'all, I think he was asleep or something, right? Because he had a different fear of the Lord. More than one of worship. So you got the terror and the worship. But whenever they figure out, you know, that, that, that Jonah's the problem, um, you know, they feared, they feared with great fear, but then the, the, the subsequent calming of the raging sea turned the fear of the sailors into worship of, of, of the Lord. When they threw Jonah off the boat, it all calmed down, right? Their terror changed to a different type of fear where they respect and even go to worship. They want to offer sacrifice to the Lord. You see the difference? So in, 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 I'm, I'm gonna have to just shut it off, cut it off there. I got a lot more, but, um, we'll look at that next week. Um, but in your dealings with yourself and with others, just realize, you know, even though you're so pumped up about God, and, and man, He's speaking to you, and you just want to share it with Him, and, and you and you just spewing it out, and it's like it's not doing anything for them. Just realize there. To me, it's like it's it, it, you know there's a sword out here, and there's one side and the other. And what you hear, and 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 the fear that you have, can be either way, depending on. Whether you trust God or not. Amen. Okay. Come eat tacos tonight. All right. Oh, six o'clock, right? Sorry, I'm in charge. I have no idea. Um, anyway, let's pray right quick. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Father, help us to help us to protect that word that you've given us and guard it. And really hear it, Lord, and, and trust you and believe. And 
You're so gracious, Lord. You're so patient. Thank you for giving us this life, a long life, in order to learn all these things about you. Father, we all look look forward to the day when we will really meet you for as you, as you in all of your glory. But until then, Lord, give us what we need for today and tomorrow. And hopefully we will hear and obey. It's in Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys.